0: Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the top 10 recovery podcast The betrayed the addicted and the expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the Buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I want to talk about creating boundaries within relationships. So this is for anyone who is in a marriage or maybe they are rebuilding within a relationship that's been breach of trust or maybe they're dating like me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe they're doing no dating like someone else. I know
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe someone like maybe you, somebody
1: who needs to, yeah. Someone,
0: another conversation. Amy is available, right? So I'm right. here with Amy Andrus, who was once my therapist, who is no longer my therapist because I want her to be my friend. Right. And
1: <laughs> we are friends. Yes.
0: So she can't be my therapist. Right. And you've heard Amy before she's back because she is the greatest. And I want to talk about creating safety in relationships by talking about the uncomfortable things and having
2: those spoken agreements that are boundary.
1: Okay. So every relationship, every relationship that we have, is not sustainable oh. without boundaries. Every relationship.
3: So,
0: family, friends, work, all of it.
1: Every Kids. relationship. Every relationship.
0: But what if I don't know how to be boundary? Boundaries are this like, what? The unknown. How do we do this? I think I know what it is. It's, I'm going to be mean. <laughs> I I know how I used to do boundaries and it was like, you better do this if
1: then. Right.
0: Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. And it actually doesn't work well.
3: No,
1: it does not. And boundaries is one of those really big words that, I mean, everyone struggles with Mm -hmm. what is it? How do I know? And it's, it really is, we, we overcomplicate it Yes. by, you know, Dr. Henry Cloud, I, I love his work, but he has probably 10 different versions of boundaries in dating, boundaries in marriage, really? boundaries in, yes. And I love his work, but it's, I don't, I don't feel like it needs to be so complicated.
3: I like this already. Okay. I think,
0: I think those listening do too.
1: So what is a boundary? You know, first I love Brene Brown's definition in this, in most simple term, what is, and what is not okay. Okay. We're done. Right. <laughs> done. Done.
0: Done. Okay. And I love um, Kristen Hodson, who I've had on podcasts before, and she's a sex therapist. I need to meet talk. her. I know. I We're supposed to do a three, This sounds bad, a threesome. A threesome. <laughs> I was just going
1: to say, hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. no,
0: in, in the right kind of way yes. for me, right? For my integrity. Right. Okay.
1: Not, not, not judging threesomes. <laughs> no,
0: but it doesn't work for my <laughs> core values. So, okay. She says, boundaries are for me. I, for what is it okay and what is not. But agreements are for us. I love that. So I don't have to go and tell you, here's my boundary. I can live it.
1: I love that.
0: But an agreement is something we're talking about and we have an understanding and we've come together and maybe found solutions to maybe problems that were there.
1: Okay. I love that. And, you know, Dr. Henry Cloud, he does talk about his definition of boundaries is like a property line. Mm. Okay. And it's important to know what, a, what your property line is so that you can have control over it and be responsible for it. And also be able to, you know, he was saying if somebody comes up to your front door and rings the doorbell and you let them in and you let them back to, but you have to know what your property line is. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, you and I always come back to, the work is about yourself, yes, and you have to know what am I protecting. Mm-hmm. That's not about a moving space to tell your partner that's not okay, and that's not okay, and that's not okay. Which,
0: I'll be honest, for the listeners who have had those breaches of trust and the betrayal in their relationship, that's hard to hear.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because the easy answer is like, yeah, don't go have an affair on me. That's not okay.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) But
0: we kind of giggle in my groups. Like that's pretty basic relationship. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that.
1: Right. And so that is that disclaimer. If you are in high betrayal, that's also when boundaries become so rigid, fearful, and, um, and we all do it (laughs) and we all do
0: it. Do any of your clients not do it the wrong way?
1: (laughs) I mean, do any humans, you know, it's not even (laughs) my clients. It's, it's, it's me and you and us. Um, but with betrayal trauma, that's when it's sticky. That is really, really, really sticky. And so, you know, um, that's that disclaimer, be gentle with yourself. If you're, if you have been betrayed and again, the work is getting curious about protecting your heart and really getting curious about what is and is not okay in protecting your heart.
0: Yeah. Well, and for me that started with some core values of figuring out what Mm -hmm. I actually believed in for me, and how I wanted to live my life, and how to be integrus for me, because my core values probably are not the same as yours. There's probably some similarities, but there's differences. And until I figured out who the heck I was, right. because it, I was going off what I'd been told who I was, who my parents told me I was, who my friends, who my church, who my partner, everyone except me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know who I am, and that's where it's been able. That's where I've been able to really get clear with what is okay and what is not okay.
1: And Ash, and I love that you bring that up because as as children, our survival depends on us looking at our external world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, to tell us we're safe. We're safe, yeah. and and so stepping into adolescence adulthood is really getting curious about okay what are what are my beliefs how that i mean you have to step into that space mm-hmm. um yeah
0: and just real quick if you don't know that about yourself and you want to just google core value list and there's a list of oh, like 230 words go through highlight what feels good then that. go back through and pick five like or, these are hardcore
1: or like 10
0: Yes, I <laughs> and then know. Narrow, right, where it's
1: like, like just keep narrowing keep down, narrowing. Like these
0: things, and what you'll probably find, this is what I found, is this is where all my resentments were lying. Right, where I was mad at people, and where things would really bother me, it's because it was hitting this core value within me, and so it helped me start to see, this is where I'm lacking boundaries.
1: Absolutely, and I want to. This is where I would share. You know, I'm always Brene Brown, but her research shows that the most compassionate people are also the most boundaried. And, you know, I, it doesn't <laughs> sound like
0: that when we start making boundaries, though.
1: I know, because we have this, we, you know, we can we can learn that boundaries feel bitchy.
3: Yes. But.
1: Okay. What happens is wait, you're quotable. Okay.
0: Boundaries feel bitchy.
1: Oh, my mom would hate
0: this. But when we but it lack... results
1: a lack of boundaries results in bitchiness because when we don't have boundaries, we live in resentment.
0: Whether it's verbal or not.
1: And it's inside really... of
0: you or it's coming out of you.
1: And we don't really, I didn't, I didn't recognize that my lack of boundaries resulted in me feeling angry all the time and lashing out. It was my lack of boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lack of boundaries, you know, boundaries feel bitchy, but a lack of them results in bitchiness. Yeah. So
2: yes. Quotable Amy Andrus. So if I'm feeling, I don't know. I
0: mean, this goes back to the very beginnings. I learned to say no because of you. Mm. Amy Andrews taught me how to say no. And I did feel mean, but I already was in mean because I was, I was doing exactly what you said and described. I was mad at the church. I was a part of because they were asking me to come to all these meetings and serve other people, but then telling me to be home with my family. So I'm mad, but I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I'm not saying no to another meeting that I don't need to attend. Um, I'm mad at all the moms at my kids' school who don't show up and I'm the only mom who ever shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm mad, but I'm gonna do it anyway, and I'm gonna do it awesome because I want to look good, but I'm right. mad at all of you. So when I started saying no, it was not within my relationship. It was to church callings. It was to I stopped being the room mom, which sounds dumb. No, it doesn't, but it was big. I don't help at school anymore is not my jam. It does not make me feel good. I don't either. I I'm not great with other people's kids. Give me honest. Um, I love my own. Um, and so I, I donate money. I'll donate supplies, but that is my jam for this season of my life. I say no. And I do it with like, I'm fine. No shame.
1: Okay. So I go back to, um, Brene Brown says, the question is, how can I be boundaryed and stand in my integrity and be able to give people generosity mm. in assuming they are doing the best they can? Yes. But it starts with generosity. You can't really have generosity without boundaries. You can't. Say more on that. Why can't I? Well- because if you're living in resentment, if you are standing outside, of you're at the school, you know, because we all know those back to school, you sign up and you see the sign up sheet and you can feel shame with, okay, I'm a bad mom if I don't sign this, these papers, for right? Sure. So you feel like you're being generous by signing the paper. And if you're mad about it, are you really being generous? (laughs) Dang it. You're not. You're not. You are following some wanted identity. I want to be seen as this, but I'm not standing true. Mm -hmm. I'm not having integrity. So I'm not being generous. I'm not standing in my truth. And I'm not holding a boundary because I'm so.
2: Yeah.
0: So we start simple learning to say no was, was simple for me. It was still hard, but that's where I started. And I didn't do it within my marriage. Then it got scary when I had to start. And for those, I mean, you know, my story, I was betrayed. And so rebuilding that relationship, that's what we're talking about here.
1: Absolutely. Whether
0: your marriage is great or not, you should probably be having these discussions because um, I've been told it's my trauma that I want to be so boundaried, but the truth is I know better now. I know that because there were no boundaries and there were no discussions and agreements, that's why there was a betrayal. And of course I could make all the boundaries and agreements and someone still chooses to not agree and make that choice. That's out of my control.
1: And that is not your trauma when you're, when you're looking at, you know, the research with the most compassionate are the most boundaryed. that's, um, I would say learning to be boundaryed is how you're thriving in life now. Right.
0: And that feels really good. When people tell me like, you're so boundaryed. I'm like, are you serious? I've worked really hard, like for eight years on this.
1: You are so, really good at boundaries. And what I love is that I hear from a lot of people. Ashlyn has taught me to learn boundaries. Oh.
0: That's amazing. Thank you. So so it's full circle right here. Happening now.
2: Thank you. So
1: learning to have boundaries in our relationships, all relationships, you know, I can struggle at. When I collapse boundaries at home with my kids, with what is and is not okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what, what what I mean, it's I'm not being true to myself, and then I get angry and live in resentment, and it's in all relationships. So,
0: okay, so let's we know what it feels like to not be boundary. Mm-hmm. I think people listening can identify with that. How do we get to a place where they're uncomfortable conversations? I would say, especially if there has been a breach of trust or if we're beginning a relationship. So you had a a story of dating Mm -hmm. and I get this question asked a lot because of my history. So now that you're dating Ashlyn, will you date a man who has looked at porn? And if they're honest with you and tell you that they not only have looked at porn, but maybe occasionally do, would you still date them? And it's, I just have to breathe because I'm like, right. it's not black and white. It's never black and white.
1: And you know what I tell women who ask me that question? Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who are you going to find who
0: hasn't, by the way?
1: Well, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but that's true. I will tell you this. I'm afraid of the ones who lead with, I don't don't have, have I'm like, okay, hold on. You, that scares me far more than the other.
0: Yeah. Honesty. I mean, incredibly attractive to me,
1: but I do want to go to, you know, if you are dating so many, um, so your question, yes.
0: Yeah. And I say that and it's, they're confused. Like knowing your story, you would date someone who openly admits that they have looked at porn or occasionally do. Yes. Okay. One for me, because they're being honest for me, all of my history comes from dishonesty and secrets.
1: And that is my one, like, okay, you want to know a non-negotiable for me. Don't ever lie to me because then lying that's so honesty. That's, that's not scary. The conversations, honesty, I mean, it can be hard, it's a but honesty conversation. doesn't scare me. It's
0: it doesn't because for me, it soothes my heart. Cause I'm like, especially if I feel, if I'm feeling my intuition saying something is off and then I ask the question and get honesty, that's beautiful.
1: Absolutely. Like, heck yeah,
0: my body works. It's giving always, me the cues.
1: It always does.
0: When more often than not in my history, I, I feel the intuition. I ask the question and I get the lies and then I question, well, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm listening to my body. I thought I knew. So
1: and so having that conversation too of like, hey, my body feels, you know, and connect. trusting that. Yeah. Um. So the question, you know, um, also, what's more
0: important to you? If they've looked at porn, why is that something that you is not a deal breaker for you? I like your because answers. it doesn't
1: define who they are. That that to me. Um,
0: so you're not asking this on a first date because some girls I, have asked that, like.
1: And you had, did you have a guy? So I've, I have, I've been divorced now almost 10 years, which is so great.
0: Look look at her people, listen to her people. (laughs) How is she single?
1: And so I've actually had quite a few really close intimate relationships. And the first, the first really serious relationship he You know, it's like, okay, I know you're a CSAT. I know this is what you do. And we went out several times. We really connected, you know, emotionally and physically. There was attraction and we had fun and recreationally. We like to do the same things. We went out a few times. And then he said, okay, well, Amy, when are you going to ask me about pornography? And I said, you know what? I, when I feel like number one, is my right to know. I feel like I have to earn that right to go into those really dark spaces yes. and getting to know someone. I certainly don't want to lead with. It's hard. It's kind <laughs> of harsh
0: because I haven't led with that at all, you know, even though I have a deep history.
1: I don't, and I don't want to, I want to know. I want to know the person. Do
0: we even get along? Like, right? Like, do we like? Do I like, even want, do I I want
1: to spend time with you? Yeah. I don't want to lead because sometimes that can lead to connections that are really false connections. Mm-hmm. And it's like get be, get to know get to know the person. If you enjoy spending time with them, so what's interesting? The
2: last serious relationship I had. We never even talked about pornography.
3: That is amazing.
1: I didn't. I didn't feel it. I we never talked about it.
0: Yeah, I go by vibes. Yeah, and when I feel the vibes are good, I'm like, I'm safe, and there's I mean, not. I will never be blindsided again. I know that because I trust myself and I trust my feelings.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't even think that last relationship. I never even asked him about his history with pornography. Yeah. Which sounds maybe
2: like what
1: in the world? Okay, so but so
0: we're in a relationship. Maybe these people listening are already in a marriage. I have a lot of people who will say, I think my partner has a addiction to porn, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like we're just not talking about these things. So Porn is one of them, but there's so many agreements that we need to be talking about and boundaries around what do I actually believe I'm actually, for me, my core values, pornography doesn't fit into the equation in my life.
1: Absolutely. Same.
0: Okay. (laughs) So I already know where that fits into my life, but it isn't this like now you're done because I need to understand that person. I want to be curious with that one, their background. I want to be curious with how they cope because that's a coping tool for most people. And so to see someone who has lots of different ways to cope and to feel. That is
1: such a good point. You, you watch, I see it.
0: right? I you watch what they yes. do. And so for me, yeah, we're not having those conversations all the time, but I see, and I feel, and so I'm like, I'm good.
1: Okay. So I really love what you're bringing up. Because the first we have to be, we have to have, we we have to have our individual boundaries. And then when you enter into, then you have the boundaries around us, right? So,
0: so like friendships with the opposite sex, or if we're in a same sex partnership, what does it look like to have friendships? Let's talk about that because I can't expect you to, I'm your only friend. Oh, that is cuckoo. Right. I expect you to have friendships, but I also expect us to have some boundaries around those Ooh.
2: <laughs> deep breath,
0: deep breath, because,
3: you know, um,
1: what's interesting. I hell I have a lot of healthy relationships with a lot of, you know, I work with a lot of men mm-hmm. and, but we also are really boundaryed.
0: So what does that mean? And so at what does work? that look like? like right? Are you guys, do you know their personal lives? Do you hang out after work? What's the right? What's the wrong? Is there a right? Is there a wrong?
1: Okay. I don't believe that there is a right or wrong.
0: Good answer. That's what I believe. And I we're right. I we're, don't. We're experts.
1: But it's what feels. What feels like I'm protecting, you know, your house, my your people. Which my house is a me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Myself. And for me, I would not be standing in integrity if I were spending time with the married men I work with. Mm in the way that I would think their wives wouldn't want me to be spending time with them.
0: Okay. So, so here's, here's where I sit with it because with lots of different experiences in life, I just, I want to protect myself mm -hmm. and I want to protect the people I'm with Mm -hmm. so that I don't have people making assumptions or allegations against me. Mm -hmm. I have been told I have been asked because I worked with 70 men and I was one woman, I had a wife come and tell me, I know you're having an affair with my husband. And I was floored. I was like, that is the last thing on earth I would ever, ever do.
1: Ever, ever, <laughs> ever,
0: ever, I am loyal to a freaking. Yes, cult. you are. Same. So <laughs> we have lots of in common. Um, it blew my mind, but I also was curious enough, curious enough to be like, she's been hurt. If she sees me as this threat to this person, I'm not even we're never spending one-on-one time together. We're never like, I'm very careful about how I interact with the opposite sex, maybe too careful. Sometimes when I was married, I was like, the blinders are, Oh, I don't see other men. They're all nothing to me. And I don't know that that was super healthy for me, but I'm finding what that is for me now. Um, I want the people that I work with, the people that I'm friends with of the opposite sex to know about my person. Oh, that's my integrity of like, this isn't like my person knows we're together. My person knows we're going on a work retreat and they're not coming like these kinds of things.
1: We protect what we love. Yeah. And so, you know, those boundaries and relationships that first relationship, I was telling you, we we didn't talk about pornography, but we did talk about, okay, you work with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. What am I okay with, with your, you know, with your interactions with, we talked about those things, those agreements. Yeah.
0: And it's going to look like, I can't tell you what your boundaries are and neither can Amy, right? It's your, it's within your value system and what is okay. And what is not, And then you make that spoken agreement. Yep. This is what it looks like. So I remember sometimes when it was texting, you did this this week when talking to the opposite sex, I always included the wife. Mm -hmm. So you included my partner, Mm -hmm. my person in a group text. Mm -hmm. And that was like, oh, that was super nice. She didn't need to do that. But like, that was her protecting and Mm -hmm. also making me feel safe.
1: Mm -hmm. So... First, you have to get curious what are my boundaries? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what they are, it's going to be like this moving earth that then you're going to be, you know, attacking because you feel afraid, right? Yeah. So you have to know, you know, I go back to that first relationship (laughs) um, where he worked with a lot of women. So I was saying, okay, what am I okay with? And he was, I mean, these agreements he was good to say, okay, so you, you are fine if I'm in a group, but not one-on-one at yes. And so we had those, what felt safe for, for me. And I knew he would honor that.
0: So there's trust. Mm -hmm. So you're speaking about it, you're making agreements Mm -hmm. and then you're letting go. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a harder part.
1: Well, and but You're it's observing. also the
0: freeing part. Right. You're That's observing. the part where I'm like, I'm not your
1: mom. No, I don't want to be your mom. I don't want
0: to be. We, we literally want to check your much. phone. I don't
1: want your filter. So like it's, crap. but what do you trust? I trust me. Right.
0: And for a long time, I didn't. You and will there's still parts trust. of me that I'm learning to trust it in myself again, which is yeah, a lot of us know, making big decisions in my business. <laughs> I don't have it there a hundred percent yet, but I am working on it. But I have trust in myself in so many things. And so I can let that go, and it feels really good.
1: Oh, it's amazing.
0: It feels really good. Um,
1: and trust is, you know, it's not like I don't want to miscommunicate that it's just one fail soup if I trust you. You no. know, it's it's so many so many deposits over time, yes, that increase.
0: And it's right? those small moments. It's a it's a little bit of a I think it is a brene where she, the marble jar, uh-huh. right? Where she puts them um like you're doing these little things for me that show me, not tell me, oh yeah, show me that you are trustworthy, that you are safe, and that's what builds trust. It's not For me in recovery, I you know, a lot of the girls are like, but if he goes to therapy and if he goes to group and if he's checking with a sponsor, then I'll feel safe. And I'm like, no, you won't. You won't.
1: And those are actions that they can take and they could be doing all those things and you still feel sick. Yeah. Because you know.
0: Do they actually live it or are they just checking boxes? Like there is a difference. You
1: cannot have trust without safety. Yeah. And how do you know when you're safe? you will tell you knowing. right you will know <laughs> but trust is built with little little deposits over time and it's... then your then your trust right then you are going back to henry cloud you are letting someone in into your home into the back your that's mm-hmm. your property line yes. right yes but you are in control of it
0: yeah okay so i see a lot of people um who have like shared social media accounts with their married partner. And I know often that comes from, we've already been hurt. Mm-hmm. And so now we're protecting ourselves and we're just sharing this account, which is totally fine. Right. Um, if that's what makes you if feel that's safe the agreement. huh. Um, and then I see what I'm doing, which is I get messages all day long from men and women and I have a person in my life who gets messages all day long from men and women. Right. Do I read them? Nope. I don't even know what's going on over there. Do I trust? Yeah. Cause we've had discussions. We've had some mistakes made right on both ends.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have, um, very diligent men trying to date me oh, <laughs> through <whoa>. my DMs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I continue to be boundary. I am very happy in the relationship I'm at or I'm in thank you. Also, no, thank you. I've told married men, this makes me uncomfortable the way that you're talking to me behind it's behind closed doors. No one knows but me and that person. And I, if I don't feel safe, I will never be the other woman or be accused of being the other woman, especially when I've done nothing wrong. Oh, So I am maybe bitchy through my DMS, but I am boundaryed. I'm very clear.
1: Absolutely. You um I feel like we talked about this a few weeks ago where I was saying that's really you have to look that you are doing, you talk so much about sex and you are also yeah. right. You're like oh. so
0: dudes are like, Whoa, let's get this girl but on board. The, and I'm also like, actually, no, right? I'm actually opening the discussion for safety and for people yep. to learn and feel like they are normal. I'm not doing it so I can get dates.
1: Right.
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the interesting, when I did tell that married guy, this makes me uncomfortable. And if your wife ever saw this, she would be hurt. Right. He was shocked.
1: He was shocked.
0: He was shocked. <laughs> like seriously, I didn't Sh- think I was doing anything wrong. Cause he wasn't saying like, I want to do this. He was being very flirtatious. He was commenting on what my body looked like, or he was commenting on my brain or my heart and cheering me on, which is fantastic. I don't know you. I can see you're married. I can, I'm
3: in a relationship. So that's a no for me. See, that's, um,
1: I just have to say women, I'm women protecting other women Mm -hmm. because that's the same. I honor you're married. I honor, I don't even know for yeah. that I honor her.
0: Yeah. Because for me, that is how the affair started. Absolutely. They started in conversation. They started in commiserating. I will never
3: be that
1: ever. Yeah. So
3: have
0: the hard conversations mm-hmm. or just, dis- dis- discomfort. Um, a hundred percent after betrayal, it's uncomfortable. But that is the part, and I don't know if you see the same thing, Amy, because we do work in the same world of betrayal and addiction, but they work so hard to feel safe and sober and like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and we're doing this. And they forget to like actually rebuild into something beautiful and fun and loving. And like, do I actually, are you my best friend? Because are we even having fun? That is now one of the dailies I, I make my girls do. Have freaking fun every day because they're not. What? They're like, well, we're he's sober.
1: And it's, I don't know if you remember, but I was saying, okay, can we have boundaries about how much you actually are talking about recovery? What do you mean? Oh, yes. Like, can that not be your you lifeblood of your relationship? Yeah, let's That's talk about, about other things. Let's see if we connect in all these other intimacies yeah. and having fun. Right.
0: And yeah, I mean, truthfully, that was the end of my marriage. Was we were not having I was having fun. <laughs> I was like, see ya, I'll go do it by myself then. And it made me sad for a long time that he didn't want to go have fun with me. But I was like, it's okay. I love myself. I choose myself. I'm gonna go have fun.
1: And do you know what that is? That's you have lived your own recovery. I'm having fun. I would like you to come join me having fun if you'd like to, but I'm going to anyway. Yeah. Right. And I did. And you did.
0: And I continue to. Yes, you do. So it's okay if you get divorced or if you're married or if you're dating or if you're not dating or all the things you can still be boundary. You can still have fun.
1: Well, boundaries affect every relationship. We have with our friends, like we are all in relationships with our friends, with our children, with our dating, with our husband, um, with our coworkers, like we are all, we are in relationships and we have to have boundaries.
0: So here's a great one for friendships that I often forget, which is, are you in a space that you can hear me right now? Cause Mm. I need to vent or I'm having a hard time. And often as we're close friends, we just unload on each other. And if I'm not in a place where I can soothe or validate or hear or cheer you on, whatever you need, Mm. that's heavy. And so just being boundaried enough, I love and appreciate when my friends remember to do that. I don't always remember to do that. I
1: love that. Ashlyn, are you in a space? Yeah. I mean, that's a boundary that I
0: sometimes forget to do.
1: I love that. I want, I want to, I want to take that. I want, I'm going to use that in my relationships because, you know, I have a lot of relationships and most of the time, if you're not in the space, you're just, you're not responsive until you are in a space, you know? Yep. But I love asking the question, are you in a space? Yeah. I love that.
0: And being boundary enough to say not today. Right. (laughs) which is hard to do when it's a close friend, right. Um, but it's okay.
1: It's okay. And it's, it's it's not a
0: a hard no and a hard stop. And now we're not friends. It's right now I'm, I'm in my own stuff, Mm -hmm. but like, can we check back in, in a day? And truthfully, if you send me a message on Instagram, that's it's in your high desperate, like I just found out I need your help. Da, 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 da. I'm not going to see your message right then. Right. And if I see it, I'm not going to respond, not because I don't love you, but because that's heavy right. for me. Right. It's heavy. And the beautiful thing is when I do respond days later, they're like I already did. I I figured some stuff mm. out. That's what we're meant to do.
2: Absolutely.
0: Like by me being boundary, and I feel so icky. I remember coming to you in the beginning, like help me write something because I feel so mean. All these women reaching out, and they I'm want so help, cute. and I can't help them all. And they want to meet me in person, and I can't I meet really. them in person. And I'm like I'm so mean, and now it's not even like it's just right. that's who I am. Right. So thank you. You started it all. Um, I'm going to challenge those who are listening that if you have. Maybe some holdups or resentments or worries or fears within a relationship, romantic or not, get curious. Get curious. Because that is where you're going to be able to create boundaries and keep it's that relationship. Boundaries are for you to keep your relationships, right. not end we, them.
1: We <laughs> are encouraging relationships. We yeah. want to strengthen. And
0: that's why it Which, hurts, truthfully. Like when someone is not boundary, and I, and it hurts so much because I love That's and right. want them in my life. Right. So I'm like, okay, here, can we do
1: this so that we can stay in my life? Okay. So I really love you talked about go through your core values. Yeah. I don't know if you went through, did you go through? Brené Brown has just a printable. Did you go through that?
0: I just Google. Okay. I just
1: okay. Google it. So that exercise, but also really getting curious about all of these, you know, what are my boundaries mm-hmm. and you can't expect your partner to know what they are. And if you can't you ask your therapist. Know. No, just stop cannot. doing that. <laughs> you can't because, because you have
0: the answers within you absolutely. and I hate that answer, but it's true. I know you have to get quiet. I know you got to stop listening to the podcast. Yeah. You got to stop feeling you your do. time with music and
1: things and you do. get quiet. And I had the most amazing therapist, Dr. Skinner, was my therapist. And he would say, okay, Amy, just tune out all of the voices. There was so much chatter because I wanted something else, someone outside of me to tell me Heck what yeah. a boundary should be. And he would never give me that. Tune out the voices. What does your voice say? I don't know. because. There's too much in mm-hmm. my head. I don't know what mine says. And it's that therein lies the answer. Mm-hmm. It is your voice. It's not your sister's voice. It's not your mom's voice. It's not all of these voices, it's not your therapist's voice. What does your voice say?
0: And that's the scary part.
1: That is the scary. That is the scary part. Because and,
0: sometimes the answers, we don't want them.
1: I know. And I, I you know, I wanted the data data for me felt very safe. So I was saying, "Okay, Dr. Skinner. What's the percentage of recovery after two affairs after
0: of course you did." That's I know.
1: Funny. I wanted data. I wanted data.
0: How is this going to work? I did.
1: I did, and he wouldn't give it to me.
0: I don't even know that information.
1: Well, he would say, "You know, um what is your data?" Does Amy? Okay. I don't care about Amy's data. I want to know what are, the, what are the sources outside? Yeah. Hope and change and all of that is possible, but first you have to be able to know what your voice is.
0: Yeah. And I do want to say, because I have these beautiful women in my groups who this is the scary part, which sounds bananas after, know. you know, from someone looking on the outside of like, wait, he cheated on you. He did all these things, and this is the scary part: to talk about what we agree on going forward. But it's scary. It's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. You've been hurt
1: because we started out these relationships. We wouldn't have entered into. You know, we started it out with an agreement.
0: Yeah, well, right? I'm unspoken for most of us. We assume but, we believe the same things because maybe we grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to the same and church. We got
1: married. Which means, you know.
0: I this is my definition of marriage. It's probably exactly the same as yours. Oh, it turns out it's not. Right. <laughs> like my definition of honesty was different than my former partners. And that blew my mind. Like, wait, isn't there one definition? Right. Wait, there's not. Oh crap. Right. Um, flirting. Mm. What is what is the definition of flirting? Oh wow. It's very different according to whoever you talk right? to. Right. Because. I'm one not as outgoing as some people. So for me, lots of things are are really flirty when in reality, they're like, they're just being nice to you, you weirdo. I'm like, oh, so everyone's not hitting on <laughs> just, me. <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> yes, it's um, that is the scary part. And you don't have relationships without boundaries and agreements. I mean, every relationship has them, whether you recognize it or not.
0: (laughs) Amen to all of that. Okay. So do you feel scared? Maybe but do you feel also empowered? I hope
1: I do too.
0: I hope like I can do this. This is not that big of a deal. So maybe write a list of topics that you want to talk about with your mother, your father, your partner, your kids, like friendships and saying, These are things I know we haven't talked about, but I know we need to make agreements on based on our history or basically what I'm feeling is a little uncomfortable or fear.
1: Okay. So I want to go on the, I know you absolutely can do this. Okay. I know everyone listening can do this and don't feel overwhelmed that you have to look at every single relationship, right? Oh, for sure. Start small. Start small.
0: The the least scary. That's where I started.
1: Right. With Was, like,
0: I don't care about their opinions of me. Right. But the people I love the most, I care about their, yes, feelings, you know, yes. like.
1: So start start small. And maybe that curiosity is getting, like, digging deep with where do I feel, where do I feel resentment? Yes. And that will tell you, that will give you information about where you need to be more boundaryed. So even starting just curious about where do I feel resentful?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, That will give you information about where you need to be boundaried.
2: Yeah.
0: And the crazy thing is you're good at boundaries. I'm pretty good at boundaries. I still have to check in with myself. Mm. Like I'm starting to feel resentment. Where is it coming from? Where is this relation? Like, where is it fitting into my life? But if I don't just be still and have that, I mean, I meditate like four minutes a day. It's nothing hard. Right. But if I'm not listening, I miss it. And I'm just in reaction.
1: And that be still, start just a few minutes with, okay, tuning out all the voices. What does my voice say? Just a couple of minutes, right? Getting curious. Yeah.
0: yeah. And if you need help with maybe flushing some of that out, We did a podcast together called Sitting with Your Feelings. Oh, yeah. I know it was a good one, but it was one of my favorite episodes because you taught me how to feel. And then you kind of unleash all the feelings
1: and you're like, ah, what do I do with all this? It's a mess. It's like turning (laughs) good, just that Disney movie, which is a whole other thing. But
0: But you taught me um, permission to
1: feel, right? Permission
0: to feel. And then um, you gave me kind of a, a journal prompt that I've adapted into more of my own, but it's, we teach you how to do that on that podcast. So if you feel like, okay, resentment, I'm feeling it now, what mm-hmm. go there, start feeling the feelings.
1: And did you know, when you were living with resentment that you had resentment? No, I know that's, that's the part.
0: Cause I didn't slow down. I was numbing. Going- I was busy. I mean, I laughed. I was at this business retreat last weekend and they're like, wait, you were an interior designer before this. And I was like, and I was a really good one because I was numbing the crap out of my marriage. Like I didn't want to go home. And so I was an award-winning national designer
1: because everything she does is like that. Just so you know, but it's true.
0: I was really good at unhealthy compartmentalizing and numbing. Now I'm, I can numb a little, it's fun to watch a funny mm-hmm. show before I watch Schitt's Creek every night
2: mm-hmm. before bed,
0: but I'm not watching episode after episode, after episode, like I used to, I also am not working so hard to avoid my life.
1: And what do you know about numbing?
0: When I numb one, I numb all, all
1: right? So then we end up
0: feeling blah.
3: I'm I don't not know what I feel.
2: Yeah.
1: I, right. Yeah. So. Yes. Having permission to feel.
2: Yeah.
1: And get curious. What are you, what you're feeling?
0: Okay. Can I ask you a vulnerable question of to course. end it? Of course. What was your last be the Buffalo moment?
2: Mm. Mm. I feel like I feel like I kind of live there
1: now. Mm. <laughs> Words is that?
0: No, that's great.
1: So, I still have to push myself. So, good job. I'm still like, truthfully, dang it, truthfully, it's being really honest with my dog and putting Ooh. my dog having that honest conversation. I feel like facing your feelings. I'm not ready to let go. And she's 15. And that's also, you know, being the Buffalo to feel that and accept it and then Grief be able to is, honor her oof. and bring my kids together and say, you guys, Bella. And that's, that's being the Buffalo. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, it is. So. in a very human way.
0: Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to share my Be Buffalo because I never do anymore, mm. but mine is recent mine is in business and Amy knows all of it, but it's really, I've worked really hard to find my voice on my own without a partner in business or in a relationship. And so for me to invest, don't look at me. I
1: know. Like, I know. I'm just I so proud. I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
0: But I went to this retreat, I invested a crap load of money into myself and knowing that I'm so
3: afraid to grow.
2: And, (laughs) and yet I have
0: this deep desire to make sure that women don't feel alone
3: because I felt so alone for so long
0: and I don't want that for people. And so I have that, I have this like push pull. So for me to face my, it's like a good thing, right? I'm afraid, but it's so scary
1: still. But you're abundant and what happens from living in that space, you know, fear shuts us down and we cling to the fear. We, we know. don't do
0: anything, which is what I've done in the last year, right? Which is fine. I needed a year to just like, holy heck. I just do you like how I don't swear. I'm afraid to swear. Could you know that? Um, I, let's just not talk about that. Yeah,
2: that's a whole other thing. Right? <laughs> that's a whole
0: episode. Um, I needed time and space for me, to just like survive and live and start to thrive again. And so for me to take everything I'm doing and work so hard in my personal life and say, Oh crap, it also needs to work in my business. Like it's the same. It's it's the same. And so for me, Amy's asked me to do retreats with her for Ever. so long. You guys have asked me to do retreats for so long. And I just, no, no, like the fear has been like, no, no, no. I just let Therapy two hours ago and did some reprocessing therapy. And it was so simple and clear. It was like, duh. I left going, I'm doing this retreat. We're doing a betrayal. Amy and I. It's coming, everyone. Get excited. We're doing this <laughs> and the retreat. The bottom
1: line is you're already doing it.
0: We're doing it. I'm doing it in a you're free way You're doing
1: like, it anyway.
2: I'm
0: creating community. So it's it's ridiculous how like it's right in front of my it's... face. And yet here I'm like dancing around it going, no, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Um, and it's right here and people are like, please, I literally left therapy having that full circle moment saying, I think I did my intake in this room, Mm. Cameron. And here I am scared, but excited to give. And I was here what, eight years ago,
1: Mm.
0: terrified.
1: And I did your intake. Yes, you did.
0: And terrified and like hope, like powerless and not filled with hope mostly afraid of divorce right and here i am i'm divorced i'm better than ever what in the actual hell like
2: and, my worst
0: fears came true and they didn't come true
1: okay so i want to say you those of you who hear me you this is one of my over and over things i say the the fear is the most painful part more painful than the reality ever is with everything in my life from having a daughter with Down syndrome to being divorced to the fear of it is bigger. That's the most painful part. So if we can learn yeah to acknowledge the fear and the reality is what's the it's bananas that the fear is the most painful part.
0: Right. So for me the answers are simple. I love meeting women in person. I love their faces, their vibration. I love seeing women. Like it's cool for me to shift, but it is way cooler to see other people shift. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So for me, like the answer is easy. Like, yes, we're doing a retreat.
1: We are doing this.
0: It's easy. It's It's... simple. We're going hiking. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a touch massage that is safe and sacred you're going to get a photo shoot because you need a photo shoot. I don't care if you don't have a business, you You don't need your family. You don't need whatever. You're going to be beautiful and you're going to feel it.
1: You know, I did that with one of my women's groups. No, did you not? You didn't do it years ago. I I did. did It It was my next one. And I had someone come in and do their hair and makeup and do a photo shoot and shoot. And it was cute beautiful.
0: It, it's, it's so fun, but people, women it's, don't do it unless it's for a family like photo or which is I have a business, trustful,
1: right? But you family need photos. beauty. Yes, you need you so we're
0: doing all these things. We're going to teach you all... Anyways, it's going to be great. That. You want to be there. So one, how about you just DM me or email yes. me if you're interested? Let's see how interested you are.
1: Right. Let's see.
0: Come, mm. come be with me. And bombard,
1: any. bombard Ashland's Tell her
0: okay, but I did walk out of therapy, and the first message I got, I did journal first. I have to.
1: Of course, you did. I have
0: to settle. Um, the first message was, "Do you do retreats?" Mm. And I was like,
1: "You're like, sorry, I do now. Yes, I do. I do now, and I will.
0: <laughs> I'm not scared. I am scared, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm and, human, scared. I'm not living in fear anymore. And,
1: and the women, the strength with the women, is so powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. Thank you. Of course.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes. Or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.